It's still trust, but verify. It's still play, but cut the cards. Greetings. This is Otwell. Today is the morning of the 18th of January. We had some earth-shattering news just come out. Enough so that I felt the need to make podcasts about it. Apparently, Watsi has decided, or R&D has decided, the DCI has decided, well, more specifically the DCI has decided that they didn't like how the pro club players' benefits and listing all worked. They also had a ton of feedback about the removal of the money from the Level 3 program and what they were doing with it. And there was a lot of speculation on what it meant for the Pro Tour as well this year because they weren't releasing any facts about it. Well, we got everything out now, and it's a doozy. Topping the list off is they're dropping a Pro Tour. They're going down to four. That includes Worlds. So three regular Pro Tours plus Worlds. And for the first time in probably a decade, we're no longer following the rotational policy on where Worlds will be. Everyone's heard about Kuala Lumpur Pro Tour, which is in a part of Malaysia, I believe. And then we knew about Pro Tour Hollywood, which is going to be standard. Kuala Lumpur is limited. Hollywood will be standard. Well, Pro Tour number three is going to take place in, in the end of October and will be in Berlin and will be extended. So we're going to have back-to-back constructed Pro Tours for the first time in forever. Then Worlds, which has no format yet defined, will be held in Memphis, Tennessee. The first time they chose a, what is generally considered a second-tier city to host a Pro Tour event in a long time. Uh, Second-tier being other ones being like Denver, uh, Minneapolis. Not Tier 1 cities like L.A. or Miami. Just smaller cities, but are capable of hosting big events still, with decent turnout and easy to get to. A few things that's obvious about that. A, there's no team event. Now, it may still be part of Worlds itself, but there will be, doesn't appear to be any team qualifiers this season, this year, for PTQs to a Pro Tour. Note, since we're also down to only one PTQ per season for a Pro Tour, that means the chances to qualify are considerably less likely for a Pro Tour. In Memphis, Tennessee will be held on December 11th through the 14th, Berlin will be held on October 31st through November 2nd. It'll be the first trip back to Germany since Berlin hosted the 2003 World Championships. The one where it was Marari's Wake versus Marari's Wake for the six-hour three-game finals, basically. Yes, let's think about that for a second. That's a lot less big events on on the Pro Pro Tour scale. So for compensation... Watsi is increasing the number of Grand Prix and will spread them out to be every couple of weeks throughout the entire summer. Basically, we're taking, you're dropping off a Pro Tour to increase the number of Grand Prix total that anybody can attend with the, with the potential of getting big invites or earning Pro Tour points. In addition to earning Pro Tour points in the Grand Prix, they've also decided that a number of nationals need to be bumped up in quality by introducing Pro Tour points for winners of nationals or at least people who place in the top 16. Now, that's pretty good. Actually, it's fairly useful for people who want to get on the gravy train, especially since a few years ago they dropped the payout of the U.S. Nationals from the level of a Pro Tour down to the level of a Grand Prix. In actuality, the first four or five U.S. Nationals didn't have any money payout, and then they introduced a payout for, like, the top three for, like, a year. Then it was then it was bumped up to a full Pro Tour payout, but that's no longer the case. Now it's 
like three years ago or four years ago, they changed it back down to a Grand Prix. Now it's the, now it's a payout of almost the same size as a Grand Prix plus the number of points that you would get typically at a Grand Prix. And it's for every that happens to be now for every Nationals that has a closed invite only event. So Japan, uh, the U.S., many of the countries in Europe, etc. While it's really good idea to make that change for for Nationals. It worries me if they drop the Pro Tours back down by another one, down, down to a total of four every year now. We started off originally with six, went to seven in one year. Then we've been, then every couple of years they drop one off. Now, what that really does mean is that the Pro Tours Players Club won't be capable of producing as many points every year as once was able to by the players. That's also a problem to be looked at. There's another problem they also addressed. But I'll get back to, I'll get into the Pro Tour Club here in a minute. Now, they've also increased the price structure of the Grand Prix from a $30,000 payout to a $40,000 payout. And in the process, they also eliminated the amateur prize for Grand Prix. First place is no longer $3,000, it's now $4,000. You get more pro points at a Grand Prix than you used to. Pro points go down to level 64 now as well. It seems like they're increasing the, 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 the sheer purpose of a Grand Prix, almost making it the main track that most players are expected to be in as far as professional play is concerned, and which are continued to still be open to the public. And actually, I kind of like that idea. I think the Grand Prix should be more of the mainstay, since that's really the, quote, high-level tournament for everybody involved, especially now that there's less invites overall, less PTQs overall for everybody in the world to, to, to acquire points at. Now, with that increase of Grand Prix, it also affects how the pro points levels will lay out every year. I think they were worried about the, the some of the flack they got for the removal of the $500 appearance fee, things like that. Uh, now, they redid the how many points you need to acquire a particular level. In fact, they redid the entire structure for levels. Originally, there was only six levels. The sixth level, of course, being top the top-of-the-line guy. Well, now they've changed it. They restructured everything. Third, to acquire level one, you need one pro point. Now to acquire the new level two, you need 10 pro points, which is not much different than it was. The new level three is now 15 points, which is considerably lower than it used to be. The new level four is 20 points. A new level five is 25 points. The new level six is 30 points, which is almost half what it used to be. The level seven is now 40 points. Level eight is 50 points. That's right, level seven and eight have now been added to the system. They also decided to, based on a lot of that feedback they got, they bought back a $250 appearance fee to people who attend Pro Tours from level 3 and up after dropping the $500 down completely. So at least we'll bring back some of it. But while not completely, it's at least halfway there, which is fine. It's actually a good thing. You don't want to piss off too many people, the players. So, so now we have all these new levels. The old point level used to be the old levels used to be level 1 was 1 point, level 2 was 10 points, level 3 was 20 points, level 4 was 30 points, level 5 was 40 points, level 6 was 50 points. That was the old, that was the old structure prior to today. But as of for the 2008 Pro Player benefits and limitations, well, right now the Pro Players Club page still has the old listing of what the membership levels are, but hopefully they'll have the new levels out by tomorrow. Um, I suspect it's going to be within 24 hours this page will get updated to reflect reality. Now, levels 
four through six and have now added a two hundred fifty dollar appearance fee to Pro Tours to help pay for the people to make the trip there to that event, which is something we really need. We need at least some kind of help to, to get people to go to the event. Um, under the old system, the, the Hall of Fame was a guaranteed level three status. Now it's a guaranteed a level five status, which is still middle of the road for for, for benefits, but as long as it still in, involves permanent advice to the pro tour, that's really what matters the most. A number of pro, uh, pro players who were the 15 and 19 points last year are now reinvited and have at least one more pro tour invite left on their resume. I, I imagine a few of them is going to make use of it. There's quite a few impressive things on this list that uh, may be looking at the end of their pro play for a while to come. kind of wish I saw more of this coming ahead of time. But yeah, they're definitely rattling the cages of what, what pro player levels mean and benefits are based on a lot of these changes that are just now coming out this, this right now. And they'll be effective immediately, of course, for the 2008 season. Of course, by the increase of the number of Grand Prix, it also makes it more accessible for people like me to get on the Pro Tour, which I think is something that needs to be fixed anyways, and something I think could have been addressed by additional means. Um, I still hope that they reconsider the idea of earning additional invites based on performance at Pro Tour qualifiers. It would be nice if a PDQ would earn you at least something towards, if a top eight appearance at least earn you something towards another invite, even if not even if not like a very simple invite, but at least, you know, or something complex formula in order to get like a very small number of them, it's still useful to have. Well, one week later, and curious for me to collect my thoughts and not feel all hysterical, like the first part of the podcast was and the second one part would have been uh, when I recorded the following day if I would have taken those changes and talked about them immediately. Instead, let's talk about the changes now. I'm a bit more control. Alright, let's talk about the changes now. Now I'm a little bit more in control of my thoughts. Move the microphone a little bit. Oh, by the way, the last one, you heard that buzzing noise in the background? because I recorded with my podcast recorder sitting next to my computer. And the fans from my computer, all three of them, was what that background noise was. So sound quality of the last episode was considerably less than probably should have been at certain parts of the recording. But pro-level club changes. They're making it so that you need less pro points now to acquire status in the pro club. And more pro club levels to choose from, assuming you can achieve the points needed to get there. It's partially due because they're reducing the number of pro tours in general, and therefore the gross number of points will probably be available will be less than it used to be, and or it will be more expensive to acquire each point. Now, the point to that is, is many pro players are now out there complaining that they can no longer effectively make money off the pro tour because there's not enough money to be made. Watsi is saying, well... We spend this money out to make the reach of the Pro Tour more available to everybody involved, i.e. more people to advertise to, more people therefore encourage about the idea of obtaining the Pro Tour status, etc., etc. A bigger reach, more crowd. I like the reach, I like the crowd thing. However, dropping of, a, of another Pro Tour down again is making it more and more like Watsi is trying to reach for that second tier status as the primary outlet and not the first tier status as the primary outlet because the first tier status may be too expensive for them to pay for anymore. As if 
they're not making money hand over fist already. If you've also noticed in the past week, things like website ads have showed up on Watsi's website. They're now getting advertising income. They're now getting other sources of revenue coming into Watsi. Why? Maybe they aren't making as much money hand over fist as we all originally thought they were. And the booster pack still being four bucks each. I'm surprised with these changes that they went this route instead of doing what they've done in the past to generate more money, which is increase the price of the product. We all know Watsi at any time could announce an increase of a booster pack from the $3.99 it currently is to, say, $4.99, making it 5 bucks a pack, a pack or whatever. They did increase it, oh, about six months ago. Was it? Maybe it was longer than that. I don't remember. They increased it. It was more. It was definitely more than that. Now I think about it. It was about a year ago, maybe maybe a year and a half ago. They increased it up to four dollars from three sixty nine a pack. And of course, that pisses off tons and tons of people. In the end, only the dealers pay that extra additional price. The players themselves, good portion of them, didn't really pay that price in real product except for casual fans. The tournament players never did. They always just bought their stuff on the internet on eBay from people who made the product available immediately. Now, rumor is that Watsi lost a ton of money on Greenblade, and as a result, killed their budget this year. And that might be why a lot of these changes are now taking place. It's in order for Watsi to save money because of the huge budget they lost with Greenblade last year. Potentially millions of dollars lost in product that was not sold in tournaments that they had ran with their organized play. Now, I can't really fault them. We need to keep organized play. In fact, we need to keep it going full board. We don't need to be cutting pro tours. They're the best source of advertising that Watsi has to tap into. They're not the only source of advertising. They're certainly not the most efficient means to advertise, but you want that pro tour level that attracts other players. Now, maybe they think the Grand Prix and the greater density of Grand Prix will help do that as well. That's a theory that has yet to be panned out and seen. This will be the big experimental year. We'll know for sure if Watsi thinks that the Grand Prix are paying off now, I guess, by increasing them and increasing their density and spreading them out a little bit more. Not totally sold as the greatest answer yet, but we shall see. Now, back to where I was at with the Protoor levels tonight. The new levels are now eight levels. There used to be six, there are now eight. And they can be acquired basically every 10 points with a few exceptions, those exceptions being level 3 and level 5, which are acquired with a 5-point upgrade. Now, really for the point where anything pro point-wise matters, you have to get to a certain level and do well in Grand Prix over time. You have to do well in Pro Tours over time. And there will be typically, maybe not more pro points overall for the pool, but... They'll be more spread out, which makes it harder for any one person to obtain level 6, level 8 status. They've also decided to cancel the JSS slash MSS program, the scholarship program, in an effort to save money as well. Now, that probably goes around the same lines as they lost so much money with Dreambade and or other facets and magic that, that they're now having to cut back on their event scheduling. And it looks like the scholarship program I thought was a huge tax write-off for Watsi. Maybe it's costing them more money than they think it's worked as a tax write-off. That's to be seen. So they're cutting it all together. I hope that they don't go back on their word of 
people they've already paid or agreed to pay for scholarships monies. Um, that would be we don't after all we don't want to damage the opinions or the confidence the customer has in the product and or the company that's producing the product. In that right, Wasi. And that same basic line was the was the basic essence of why Devin Lowe told me that the gold backed cards will never be put into vintage legal tournament decks simply because it weakens the Black Lotus, it weakens the customer's confidence in Wasi, and would weaken the product overall for vintage. Now, with only, in almost everywhere in the country, with a few exceptions, they only get one PTQ per pro tour. That means that there's only going to be a very small regional number of events in Colorado, or any other state for that matter. We'll have regionals, and three PTQs, and three pre-releases. Or four pre-releases, depending on how you look at it. I guess in theory we would get about one every six to eight weeks with that layout, uh, an event that quote matters for people who play in tournaments. Pre-releases don't matter. They're a fun, casual crowd tournament for someone like me. My last pre-release I think I attended was probably Guild Pack. Before that was probably Scourge because. We in, in Colorado we do pre-releases as 64 player five round uh, pods, and only those who go 5-0 or uh, let's see 64 players those are not necessarily 5-0 but they go five rounds and the person with the top like 10 or 15 places get product and they'll get five boosters each. Not exactly the best for attracting tournament players. Amazing for attracting casual players. Plus, on top of that, in those five rounds, they'll also throw in basically what we call anti-rounds, where a pack goes to the winner of that round. I, I've argued before that potentially it's a, it's a form of gambling, but Watsi thinks it's an amazing form of advertising at the same time. So that's you know drawing the line on the DCI. You can argue it's against some of the DCI rules, but at the same time the DCI approves of the idea that because it's a great marketing gimmick for the game. It brings in lots of casual players. They all feel like they can walk away with product, and they all have a fighting chance to get product, and it, it brings in tons and tons of people. I, I, don't, I don't doubt, I don't disagree with how we run our pre-releases, but I know it's also not targeted for my kind of crowd, so I don't generally go to those. So that leaves me with regionals, three PTQs now. Hopefully I'll get a GP some, or GPT and or GP along the way every year, but even then, Someone like me, that's kind of hard. That means I can't just expect to do well locally in Colorado and eventually get pro tour again. I have to now ex- expect to make that effort. I now have to travel. That's a greater effort as a player of my level to make the pro tour with. It makes a, it's a larger expense. It's a larger effort. It's a lot more work involved. And this is some of the changes now that, that people are thinking are, are being placed. And with that in mind, Ralph Libby, among other people, including Ben Lundquist and Antonino DeRosa, but primarily Ralph Levy has started the mtgplayersunion.com Magic Players Union, Pro Players Union, to, to fight for the PTQ level player, the GPO level player, and the Pro Player level player that Watson needs to reconsider their, their changes that they've made and undo some of these changes they make because they may make some devastating changes that will inadvertently hurt the professional tour as we know it. 
Like in this case, I have four events which motivate me to practice and be good. Friday Night Magic is not something that motivates me to want to be good. Anybody can play Friday Night Magic. Anybody can win at Friday Night Magic. You see tons of cool decks and new decks show up. Oh, and we also have states. Although they've not announced if we're keeping three states tournaments this year or not. In essence, because we don't know what the what the states tournaments will be, we know in fact they're dropping team limited PTQ and and Pro Tour this year. Are they afraid? Are they willing to drop the team states tournament? Are they willing to drop the limited states tournament? Because we haven't seen an announcement for either of those events yet this year, and it makes you wonder. Maybe they will be. Or they'll be leaving it up to individual PTQ organizers to have to run and not something Watsi's going to support much, other than maybe a foil that they're going to print. Which is not as encouraging either as it used to be either for a person like me. Now, they introduced a $250 payout to replace the $500 payout they removed from the pro club list. And in the end, it's not really enough. I'll get back to that in a little bit. Taking a break. So what are you going to do with the remaining 601,800 seconds left in your week? Sure, I hear what you're thinking. You gotta go to sleep, you got work, you got school and travel, you gotta go back and forth to all these places. But I've done all the math. I've saved you all the time. Even if you deduct all that stuff off, you still have over 414,600 seconds left in a week. So here's an idea. Why not listen to the magic song? A podcast in which I discuss the Magic the Gathering Fantasy Collectible Card Game. On the Magic Sock, you'll hear me discuss deck building techniques, individual card strategies, all the new sets, and my 13-year love of the game. Visit Definitely my style of movie. 
though it did get a little gross too at times, it was a bit much, but still, I'm all about action and adventure. Anyways, to where I left off at, Wazzy has already going up now seven or so Grand Prix during a two to three month span. I suspect you're going to increase that by one or two more in Europe and Asia. But basically, a Grand Prix a weekend for about two to three months solid in the summertime, also known as the Summer Series. Now, those Grand Prix are going to increase the ability for reach for players to get to the Pro Tour. It will increase the likelihood of new people getting on the Pro Tour. May in theory also increase turnout by the number of more people invited. However, many pros now believe that they're taking away or, or weakening the value of being on the Pro Tour and or the reason for people to travel the globe to make it to the Pro Tour, enough so to concern many of the existing pros and uh, enough so that they uh, have actually formalized a Magic Players Union at mtgplayerunion.com. This is, in fact, the second time such a union was ever formed. Many of y'all may not remember, but way back when, in 95, well, I want to say not 95, Maybe the tail end in 95, but mostly 96, and beginning in 97, Mario Rubina, Kathleen, no, Kathleen Nikolai, Nikolai, Mark Justice, Mark Chalice, and a few others organized the original Magic Players Union. Their purpose back then was to get R&D and the DCI to pull their head out of their ass about the Pro Tour and get it going in the right direction. A lot of good things came out of that. Eventually, the DCI... Among them was was a decrease in cheating uh, policies, better improvements of tournaments and entrance fees, better time. We went from ninety from a seventy-five to ninety-minute PTQ round down to a standardized fifty-minute PTQ round for tournaments, and sixty minutes at a major events as opposed to ninety minutes at major events. We went from the idea of you could change your sideboard between days or decks between days at nationals down to you must have one deck through the entire event from start to finish. And you cannot change the sideboard anymore either. Uh, we went from having single elimination as the primary determiner who wins the tournament of any size, including the world championships, to now having an organized Swiss play structure that Scott Larrabee is actually almost exclusively the author of, in fact, all the early stuff that the Pro Tour Union, Pro Players Union, and the DCI and the original 13 organizers, of which Scott Larrabee and Eric Smith both were. Others included uh, Edward Fox and uh, Goddard, and a couple others. I don't know, um, maybe BDM, I don't know sure if BDM was involved as one of the original organizers or not. He may have been. They originally set up and created the Pro Tour qualifier circuit. They started and created their original Grand Prix. All that input, all that, those people involved created, basically got the DCI, got their head out of their ass and got things organized and got things correctly stated. Andrew Finch eventually got either promoted or moved on to the, into another part of the company. He still works at Watsi, but he's no longer, but at that point he was still the head of R&D. I mean, not R&D, the head of DCI. A few other people that worked with Scott Larrabee Eventually, Salary was hired on by Watson to help organize all this stuff. Anyways, that union helped get the Pro Tour to where it was for many, many years. It only lasted for about, I want to say, six months to a year as a union, technically. But 
enough stuff came out of it that we've gone 10 years now, well, more than 10 years, eh? we've gone almost 14 years now where we've not had a need for another union again until now. The reason being, many players feel the need to organize a union again and get their collective word from all levels of players, from Friday Night Magic players, PTQ players, DP players, to Pro Tour and Pro players, members of Players Club, to collectively get an organized opinion and feedback into DCI about their recent changes of these that they have announced, quote, the earth-shattering change of the Grand Prix and Pro Tours. I like the fact they expanded the Gordon Grand Prix schedule. I dislike the fact that we've gone from, at one point, a high of seven Pro Tours in a year, now down to three Pro Tours in a year, plus Worlds. It was pretty sweet when we had seven Pro Tours plus Worlds, now we're down to three Pro Tours plus Worlds. And they're keeping or erasing the, the means or the motivation of many players and could invert, inadvertently kill the quality of the product that Magic is putting out. I highly encourage you to go get to that union, mtgplayersunion.com. It's headed up by Ralph Levy and many of the other pro players who are back on. All right, back to where I was going with all this. So now, watching it now, as part of all these changes that they made these past two weeks, a complete rewrite of the Pro Club Players Club benefits was announced on the 17th of January. When the actual uh, information came out on the 18th of January. Now, what those things are, effective January 18th, it goes to a whole section about what qualifies memberships, whether or not you're eligible for a membership, what is a member, etc., etc., etc. They lay out the new points requirement up to level 8 for the pro players' clubs. Level 4 has a special disclaimer at 20 points. Any player whose combined 2007-2008 pro player standings equals or exceeds 25 points prior to May 26th, will have earned level 4 for the remainder of the 2008 season as well. So you can combine the last Pro Tour or two to get to that as a starting point, which kind of makes it easier. That way we don't lose as many of the good players quickly. Level 1. All members receive a one-round buy at all Grand Prix. whoop dee hoop Not impressive, but useful. Level 2. Member receives two buys at all Grand Prix tournaments and is invited to his or her national championships. Kind of nice, especially in those countries where we have closed national championships like the U.S. and the prize structure, which now helps that, as well as the fact you can now turn fake points in the nationals, helps make level 2 status actually far more important than level 1 status for sure. Level 3 status. Receives two round buys at all Grand Prix, invited to, you, to your country's nationals, and receives one Pro Tour or World's invite of your choice and discretion which must be stated if you're going to choose on the Thursday prior to the Pro Tour itself. All that really means is, if you achieve Pro Tour Level 3 status during a year, that means this year you guarantee an invite to a Pro Tour, and next year when you achieve Level 3 status from last year's, you're guaranteed an invite to a Pro Tour. One invite, but you may choose which events you wish to attend. Obtaining travel, expenses, hotel, all that is on your own, but you get to at least be at an event at a Pro Tour. So you get to choose which one you want to come to or we'll come back to. Level four. You're invited to your country's nationals. You have now three buys at all Grand Prix. You're now invited to all Pro Tours and World Championships. Those invites will not be awarded until the Thursday prior to each Pro Tour. That means you can attend every Pro Tour season. It used to be the same thing as the old level three was, for the most part. However, disclaimer on that. 
you, the invite is now ordered the Thursday prior to the Pro Tour, which means you can, if you so choose, play in a PTQ and be a cock blocker, basically, trying to earn the invite and the, hotel, and the uh, airfare that goes along with the PTQ invite. Same thing for Grand Prix. Now, in reality, that's not such a great idea to allow. We are going back to what happened in 95-96. One of the reasons that the original Magic Players Union was, was first formed was because of the, let's say, unfairness involved in allowing anybody to play at a PTQ for prizes. Basically what that means is people who have Pro Tour level invites or mini Pro Points where they're in a Pro, pro Player level may in fact play the Pro Tour qualifier and try to win their way in or when a friend of theirs who's not qualified for the Pro Tour gets close, they can concede matches to him to help make sure he makes the top eight, giving him a fighting chance. Why we call that cock blocking? Basically, you get a whole bunch of your buddies together and you go run a screen pass, big triangle, protecting the person who has who has the initiative, the ball, the need, must have the PTQ slot. You're protecting him, you're gonna run through a line of good players and in theory score quote the touchdown, i.e. the PTQ slot. Last year, or year before last, Kenji Samora had to do that and had to have many of the Japanese players do that for him at a pro tour, which pissed off many of the friends of some of the other members of the PTQs, I mean the, the pro players from Japan, because they had to toe in the country line, help him qualify by doing this cock blocking at the last few rounds of the pro tour itself, giving him a shot at a top eight slot. I don't know if that's going to happen again. It caused a lot of hardship and a lot of uh, disdain from some of the friends of the people at the Pro Tour. It was frowned upon by many of the people in the event, but it's a legal strategy, strategically speaking. You're going to allow that now at the PTQ level, especially in areas like New York where you have people with many pro pro points at a year. Many places in Europe where, like France, You've now got half a dozen to a dozen regular members of the Pro Tour now going to all the PTQs, making it that much harder for any one new person to come up through the ranks. That's a bad sign. And I hope the union fights the point that that cannot be allowed. All right. Uh, back off tangent. Level 5 status. You need to invite to, the, to your country's national championships. Pretty useful, especially with the new Pro points to be awarded. You get three buys of all Grand Prix. These two stats are available from then on out for all future levels. You get invited to all Pro Tours and Championships. That's also available to all levels from there on out. With Level 5 status, you gain the ability to get a $250 appearance fee by attending a Pro Tour or Worlds event. It used to be, at the original Level 3 status, you got a $500 appearance fee. And then two people made the effort to achieve Level 3 status because Watsi did not realize how valuable that level 3 status really was. It wasn't so much the invites to all events, they didn't realize that the additional payout for appearing, i.e. hotel and or plane ticket paid for, was that much more valuable to all players making level 3 or trying to achieve level 3. That they went out of their way and they blew up the level 3 status among potential candidates. Now they separated it out and took away the money and they reintroduced it at half its value starting with level 5. Level 5 then requires 
25 points to achieve. Still doable, still a pain in the ass. But still worth it to acquire, or arguably worth it, but considering that flights are about three to 500, eh, not easily doable for people to make that trip. But if you get friends on the front door, you make friends, you share hotel costs, you share traveling expenses, it helps bring that cost down. Level six. All the previous above, plus a $1,250 appearance fee for whenever you compete at a pro tour status. And you receive one expenses paid airline travel ticket to any pro tour of your choice for the current season. Now, the kicker is the $1,200 is a huge motivator to achieve level six status. The paid airline tickets is a nice motivator. I kind of wish I was on level five status instead of level six. I've been happier with that as opposed to well, I've been happier with that at level 5 than level 6. The 1250 is now going to be the goal that everybody wants to achieve. That is going to be starting out at 30 points, and it's very doable with the, with the increased number of Grand Prix. That's the point where players can, quote, make money on the gravy train. That's not going to be the point where players are going to have a mass number of, of people blowing up in that particular level. They're just not going to be able to do that. But there are a very dedicated few who will do that. At level 7 status, you get all the above, and a 1750 appearance fee, you get the expense paid airline ticket to all the Pro Tours and World events, and you receive a $250 Grand Prix appearance fee. The Grand Prix appearance fee is a nice bonus. All it's going to do is help pay for your tickets and encourage you to go to more Grand Prix if you can achieve level 7 status, which requires 40 points. If you basically top 8 two Grand Prix early in the season, and or top 8 of the Pro Tour early in the season, you're guaranteed to want to hit every Grand Prix after that, pretty much. Now, the appearance fee at the Grand Prix, that's pretty important, albeit water under the bridge. The $1,750 appearance fee for competing at the World Championships and Pro Tour is pretty impressive. However, with only three events plus Worlds to attend, not as impressive as one might think. We need to bring back and go back to at least one more Pro Tour event. We need to bring back a team event, at a minimum, for the Pro Tour. Go back to four plus Worlds, we should never go below four plus Worlds. Level 8 status, all of the above, plus a 225, no, a $2,250, $2,250 appearance fee for any Pro Tour Worlds, expenses, paid, airline ticket, and accommodation hotels at all Pro Tours and Worlds, that's hotel and airline, $500 for any Grand Prix you attend, and from there, you become legendary status. You become Captain Mage, fighting for a Pro Tour Player of the Year. Now, I like, the introduce, I like the fact that they're expanding the number of players being invited to Pro Tours. I dislike the fact that they're cheapening or reducing the benefit for being at the Pro Tour. But, and they also, this year, did not announce any kind of increase in price support for the Pro Tour. So we may be keeping the same, same price support we've had for a few years now, which is 40000 top end. It's got some mixed bags, bags of things. I'm thinking the union's going to address this to try to get them to introduce back another Pro Tour and reshake up the Grand Prix status, appearance fee stuff as well. Overall, though, I think it's, it's, it's a mixed badge of things. I mean, some of it's good, some of it's bad. I like a lot of what they did. There's a lot of people who are pro players now saying they can no longer make money on the Pro Tour or no longer sustain a lifestyle by being on the Pro Tour. And that's a valid argument, too. You don't see nearly as much money as you once did if you're good at the game. But it encourages more people to become good enough at the game to be in a big event. It'll also make... a achieving Hall of Fame status considerably more difficult in the future because far more points are available at any given event 
and you have to achieve more events in order to do it, and it's harder for people to avoid burnout when they have to travel to a thousand events a year. I'm one of the few people who have not been burned out on that yet, for the most part, but my problem has been obstacles in my way to attending. In order to receive your buys at a Grand Prix event, you must fill out all the requirements for that Grand Prix, including payment, presentation of identification, deck list, signed consent forms, proof of ident- identity, whatever. You will then receive your events, your buys at the event at the time you sign up. They also put a disclaimer in here saying, in order to, uh, to attend invites or, achieve in- or, or receive invites for Pro Tour, Tours, Worlds, and Nationals, you must also fulfill applicable tournament requirements such as identification, deck list, consent forms, paperwork, and uh, entrance fee, which implies they left the door open, that Watson has left the door open for the introduction of appearance, not an appearance fee, but a entrance fee to Pro Tours. Don't know why that door, that particular door was left open. It makes me wonder if Watson is going to allow open enrollment to some Pro Tours in the future at the expense of, say, $100 entry fee or $200 entry fee as an open door policy for a pro tour. We don't know, but they left that option open in the way they worded their final, their, their fine, their, uh, fine print, as it were. Any members receiving events must also fill out the appropriate W-9 or W-8 U.S. tax form available via the DCI website. All the members uh, available to receive travel awards must receive those must contact must contact Watsi by a deadline and have that uh, travel awards arranged by the Wizards of Coast um, travel department, basically, for them. And it's pretty much non-refundable, non-changeable, etc., non-sellable. That's also a complaint to many PGQ players, those who achieve the invites and can no longer negotiate those invites away to other players because the travel award has no monetary value that you can negotiate with. Um, I wonder if the Magic Players Union is going to actually uh, address that issue or not. For instance, in Denver, we handle that problem by, all right, here's the top eight players who wanna who have achieved the Swiss events status, right? And now they go down the list of everybody to make sure do they want to play for the invite and solo the invite. All prizes are then awarded based on the Swiss finish, etc. Well, that Swiss finish will decide. We have eight players, the top. The first eight players on the list of the Swiss finish then decide if they want to play for a slot or not. And then they go fight it out. And if we have somebody who misses, we've, we've done that before, where somebody passed up an opportunity, and we've had nice play player, a nice place finisher actually play for a slot. It happened last year at the extended PTQ. Ironically enough, what it did was take a, take a uh, if I remember correctly, it may be, I may be wrong on this, but if I remember correctly, what it did was take a flow deck out of the top eight and add a haterator deck into, the, into that final eight which made it harder for Tron decks, or not Tron decks, it made it harder for another deck to actually survive well. So it, was, it kind of adjusted how the final of the end tournament actually played out, but in the end, the bad guys won Affinity, earned the slot, and Brett Piazza went on to, to represent Colorado in the Pro Tour. Hotel benefits begin 30 days after the player has achieved the level that includes that benefit. I don't know why that particular stipulation was included, but it probably has to do with logistics reasons. And it will be only a single occupancy standard hotel room at the choice of Wizards of the Coast. You're not allowed to actually share that room among your friends if you get there without them potentially taking away the right that was paid for by them. Now, in essence, what this means is 
Now you have pro points for nationals. Here's the summary, basically. Pro points for nationals. More grand prix throughout the year. Hopefully more no, no more or minimal double booking of those grand prix, especially during the summer. Higher payout of grand prix. Less pro tours. No team pro tour in 2008. Possibly the return in 2009. We don't know. Less PTQs that can, we can attend each year, making it a tad bit harder on that front to, to represent your area. The complete rewrite of all the pro tour clubs, including a new 250 payout. New restructuring of all the levels, reassigning what a level means. More pro tour advice for the lower end of the pro players club, which is probably a good thing. And in 2008, we'll have back-to-back constructive pro tours. I don't know when the last time that's ever happened, if it's ever happened. And if it has, it's been a good solid 10 years since it's ever happened. Well, still, we only have three pro tours. Maybe we'll get them to reconsider a fourth one this year. Maybe we won't. But if we don't, maybe they'll reconsider that plan of action for next year. Now, changing gears for a second. I also want to apologize for all the breaks this has had. Uh, I originally started recording this podcast the day the announcement came out, which was slightly over a week ago. I recorded something that time. I recorded something after realizing I put no commentary in it, only excited announcement information. I decided I needed to add more to it. So I took a couple days, got back, collected my thoughts and my opinions, presented some of those, recorded some, got distracted, had to stop it, came back before our, our team's meeting at my house, and recorded some more thoughts, etc. And then we, the people started showing up, and so I had to stop it there. This is now January 26th, so... <laughs> It's taken almost 10 days to record this one single podcast now. And I need to get it out there, so I'm trying to finish it now and get it out there. Also, rumor has there will be a new Jim's Playground coming soon, as well for publication. Now, updated PTQ results for this season so far for Hollywood are the winner, the leading of the pack. So far we have had 11. All right. Results so far from the PTQ season. For Porto, Qualbar, Hollywood... Updated as of the 24th of January, according to my spreadsheet. This is the latest information we have right now. And, in no particular order, I'm going to round the percentages up to the nearest whole percentage. But, of 11 events, i.e. 88 decks that have top-aided events, in this PTQ season thus far, Doran Rock has accounted for 26 of those 88 slots, or roughly 30%. The last time we had a deck achieve 30% plus status was Affinity and Tooth and Nail. Both happen to have done it during roughly the same period of time in regionals. That, while the deck is fair, isn't exactly a good sign, but it's a stable sign. It gives us the best deck of the format. We know what it is. We have something to shoot at, shoot with, and shoot for. Alright, following that, Dredge has kicked in for nine appearances, or roughly 10% of the top eight. Gazmite get there, slash five-color zoo, with or without Gazmite, has accounted for eight slots are roughly 9% of the field. Five color blue, next level blue, shackles based control, mono blue shackles, etc. has accounted for eight slots are roughly 9% of the, of the area. Red deck wins 2008 or Dead Guy Red 2008, whichever you prefer. I happen to prefer Dead Guy Red and will likely be my PTQ choice for Denver in a week and a half or two weeks. Yeah, week and a half to two weeks. It's likely to be my choice now for Denver. Has accounted for six slots or roughly 7% of the top eights. Chase Rare Control, based roughly on the deck that Rimier used at Pro Tour Valencia, has accounted for five of those top eight slots, 
or roughly 6% of the total field. The other deck that is achieved 6% happens to be Goblins, now with 5. Goblins has been a latecomer in the season so far, and is doing far better than it did at the beginning. Other decks of note, Affinity has had 3, Blue-Green Tron has had 3, Enduring Idealist had 2, Gifts Rocked had 2, and everything else now listed has 1. Rock and Flow, Blue-Black Red Wizards, Blue-White Tron, Psychotog, Classical, Blue-Green Snake Slash Intruder Alarm, Fairies, Threshold, no stick, elves up, and aggro alone. And one deck we don't have any listing for, but in order to I keep track of that stat as the unknown, in order to make sure that the uh, events come out correct. However, you know, if you look at this list, that means we have Gaze Might Get There as an aggro deck, we have Dredge as the combo deck, Red Deck Wins as an aggro deck, and Dorn as our rock deck, our mid-level control, mid-level range beatdown. Dorn, unfortunately, or well, unfortunately has fixed the problem with Rock, which is a lot of times would do a lot of cool stuff quickly, screw up the game plan of the opponent, but limps in with the aggro and hopes to get the job done. Dorn now gets the job done. There's no question, no doubt about it. It gets that job done. It's fast enough, big enough, early enough. It's a real beater. Now, 30%, that's impressive for stats here. We keep looking at it. That's definitely the leading deck right now. If anyone chooses it, Dredge does well because with the second place because people don't know how to sideboard against it or people are too worried about sideboarding for it that they're willing to take a gamble and not sideboard as well for it as they should have beat it in order to not be a complete gamble against other matches. Basically, if you want to beat Dredge, you bring 7 plus or don't bring anything. You can, pl- you can, you can play the, the James Wakefield Gambit and take the best deck or second best deck Ignore its existence, cyborg and plan a good deck that beats everything else, and win a PTQ with it. And hope that on the day of the PTQ, you get no double matchup pairings against the one deck that you have no hope to beat. Dredge wins nearly every game won, and, re- and, and if people play against him that cyborg correctly for a tournament, should not necessarily walk away with game two and three most of the time. People who sideboard is what allowing Dredge over the course of a tournament to eventually post so many top eights. Our one control deck that's doing well happens to be, or two control decks that's doing well, happens to be Chase Rare Control slash Counterbalance or Next Level Blue slash Shackles. So in theory, I guess there is a control deck that you can play between those two that is playable and wins on the, in this format. Or you can play Five Color Zoo slash Red Deck Wins and which has now, which combined has 14 slots, almost half as many as Dorn has achieved. So that should give you some results of, as of, we'll call this uh, week three and a half going into the PTQ season so far. That should give you up to date. And with that information, this is not well. I'll be back soon, I swear, but I'm signing off. <laughs>